Are you interested in simple steps to heal the root cause of your health issues? Whether it's anxiety, depression, insomnia, weight gain, hormonal issues, digestive issues, or any difficult to treat condition? Welcome to Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind, where you'll get most of the answers for your health concerns and benefit from the latest techniques in naturopathic medicine, functional medicine, and psychotherapy to heal your mind and body together. As a naturopathic doctor, psychotherapist, and best-selling author, I've also created a free ebook and online course for you at drameet.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T.com, where you'll get tons of tips to heal your mind, your body, your emotions, your gut, your liver, inflammation, and other things that go wrong in your body. Without further ado, with lots of love to your beautiful heart, here's your podcast for this week. Hey everyone, Dr. Tiffany Kaplan here from Kaplan Health Institute and Center for Integrative Health. And today I wanted to discuss um, the connection more between mind and body because sometimes we get so caught up in looking at physical body and structure and some of the physical stressors like food sensitivities, but there's a whole other side to health and healing that we need to talk about. So I thought what better expert to discuss this with than Dr. Amit Argwal, who is an expert when it comes to looking at healing the mind and body together and really the perfect person to learn from for this very important topic. Um, Dr. Amit is a naturopathic doctor, uh, psychotherapist and homeopath and best-selling author of Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind. So I'm excited to pick his brain. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Amit. Pleasure and greetings from Kenya, everyone. Awesome. So, uh, I want to talk about uh, something that a lot of autoimmune patients struggle with is mental health issues. And I know that's really an area of expertise for you, looking at depression and anxiety. And so many people just kind of feel hopeless when they're dealing with autoimmune conditions or chronic health issues in, in general. And um, with people that are dealing with mental health issues, what's your typical approach? How does how does food sensitivities and things that we're talking about in this summit um, kind of correlate with that? But give us a little bit background about like what you do and how you kind of tie in the physical body and, and mind and all of the aspects of health together. Okay. So the mind and body are interconnected. There's no real separation. And mental health issues comes from both inflammation and a brain chemical imbalance in the body, as well as from emotional trauma from your past, from your childhood, as well as family entanglements or ancestral trauma, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and all these are possible to heal so that the mind and body heal together rather than separately. Yeah, and if you only focus on healing the body with supplements and food changes without healing the emotional trauma that's stressing your body, then you get halfway results. Yeah, so it's really important to integrate it. And with mental health, so we start with the gut, let's just say, yeah. Um, we all know that when you have leaky gut, so basically when you have too many antibiotics, too many toxins, and eating the wrong foods, that triggers inflammation and damages your gut lining. And when you damage the gut lining and you get leaky gut, you get toxins flowing into your bloodstream, which causes inflammation throughout your body, leading cause of asthma, eczema, arthritis, etc. All those toxins and the inflammatory response goes to your liver, and your liver takes a big hit, and your liver becomes sluggish and produces less bile. When you have less bile, you get poor digestion, more gas, bloating, constipation, which damages your gut further. And a lot of people make the mistake of only taking probiotics and trying to heal the gut without healing the liver. It's super important to heal the liver as well, so you get the right amount of bile flow to create the right environment in your gut for the good bacteria to grow better. 
And so when your liver becomes stagnant with too many toxins and too much inflammation, um, what happens is you also get a hormonal imbalance because in Chinese medicine, your liver controls your hormones. And with a hormonal imbalance, usually it's a progesterone deficiency and an estrogen excess, you're, you're more prone to anxiety, depression, PMS symptoms, breast tenderness, cramping, clotting, irregular menses, etc. And now with this excessive toxicity in the body, excessive inflammation, what happens is your adrenal glands and all your other cells are, are pushed to make cortisol because cortisol manages inflammation. And so over time with chronic inflammation and chronic food sensitivities, unhealed food sensitivities, what happens is you get a cortisol imbalance. And when that happens, all your brain chemicals start dropping serotonin, dopamine, GABA, melatonin, leading to more anxiety, depression, OCD symptoms, suicidal thoughts, those sort of things. Yeah, so it's not your personality that's messed up if that's what you're thinking when you're anxious or depressed. It could be something simple as a food sensitivity, toxicity, inflammation, which is easy to heal. Got right? it, yeah. And that's the physical side of things. And then we can talk about how the emotions and trauma and everything also affect the physical system. Right, because any of these things, any of these aspects, whether it is a mental, emotional, a chemical, a physical, like all of these different things are stressors, right? And so they create the body having to work harder, trying to compensate, trying to fix things. And they're roadblocks for people being able to heal um, and have the body just function at its best. And something you bring up is like a tr trauma, right? Past trauma, uh, emotional traumas. How how is trauma connected to autoimmunity or even food sensitivities? Okay. So trauma, number one, puts you in a fight or flight response. We, and even childhood trauma that's unhealed, so we call it adverse childhood experiences. All of those stay in your nervous system, in your limbic system. And when you're traumatized, you go into fight or flight. And in fight or flight, you make more adrenaline, which is produced by your adrenal glands. And unhealed trauma keeps your nervous system in a fight or flight mode. So you're always trying to produce adrenaline or stressing your adrenal glands. And you, that also sends you into an adrenal, adrenal and cortisol imbalance. And that messes up your brain chemicals, leading to anxiety and depression, number one. Number two, the cortisol imbalance actually interferes with your thyroid function and the conversion of T4 to T3. And what happens is um, in your gut, the good bacteria and the cells in your intestine need, need higher levels of T3 to keep your junctions, the cell lining tight and healed in your gut. When you have a cortisol imbalance, the T4 to T3 conversion doesn't happen so well. So you have lower levels of T3, thyroid hormone, the active thyroid hormone. So your cell junctions are weaker. So you're more prone to leaky gut as well. Right? So you can see how trauma and stress throw off your cortisol levels and therefore th throw off your thyroid levels, leading to a worsening of leaky gut. And an imbalanced cortisol levels also mess up other chemicals and other hormones in your body. So that leads to chronic disease as well. Right. And even having um, like a higher demand for cortisol in the body, you use up the progesterone, which is the precursor to cortisol. So then you're talking about the estrogen dominance again. And um, yes. and then the liver is what helps convert and metabolize a lot of those hormones, like you were saying. So it's, it's so, so connected. So um, also 
generational trauma is something that you bring up and family entanglements. And that's something that I know you mentioned in like your book and in course and everything. How, how are those aspects of trauma also tied into autoimmunity and dysfunction in the body? Great question. Um, so before we go on to that, I just want to mention also with food sensitivities, people actually get food sensitivities from specific traumas sometimes. So because maybe when they were experiencing something stressful, they were eating a certain meal. So their body subconsciously associates that food with a stressor. So they react that way. Yeah. And those are things that you need to heal. So it's a very good idea to heal all your traumas from childhood up to present. Yeah using gestalt psychotherapy, I use homeopathy, family constellations therapy, to remove all these layers of trauma so that you become more resilient and you're less sensitive or reactive to all these other triggers in your body, yeah? And when it comes to family or generational trauma, what science is showing and epigenetics is showing and new research is showing is that we inherit trauma from our ancestors. It's passed down from generation to generation. And we're almost loyal to the pain and the, the traumas that our ancestors felt without even knowing that. And in family constellations therapy, what we do is use healing sentences and really feeling the energetic field around clients to sense where some of their issues are coming from and which entanglements they have with certain family members in their system, right? Um, so there's certain rules or observations that we make that when these rules or when these rules are broken basically disease sets in for example not acknowledging everyone in your family system if your mother gave birth to a child um, or had a miscarriage sorry or an abortion before you and you think you're the first child in the system and you don't acknowledge the child before you, even though the child was not born, you will often have anxiety or a sense of overwhelm because you're assuming the first position and you're doing everything. And when you realize that you're actually the second child in your family system, your nervous system just suddenly relaxes. Mm. You're also showing that children born of parents who were you know, Holocaust survivors or 9-11 survivors, their nervous system is primed differently and they're more prone to OCD and anxiety and panic attacks. Because remember, if your parents or grandparents were exposed to stress and trauma, then their physiology changes, right? They're more responsive to loud noises, they're more careful, etc. And their sperm and their egg then also changes due to epigenetics, right? And so that when you're born, your physiology is affected by what they were feeling and they were experiencing. So you're primed now more to respond more to loud noises, for example, or certain stressors, right? And all of these things can be healed using energetic medicine. So I love family constellations, I love um, homeopathy, because homeopathy can really peel away layers of trauma as well. Awesome. And then I combine that, of course, with EMDR and, and regular trauma work and psychotherapy. So it's a very synergistic approach. Very cool. Yeah. Can you talk more about homeopathy? I know you're you're an expert in homeopathy and that's something that can be a really good tool for people and something maybe people watching are not so familiar with. Can you kind of explain what it is and how you use it? Absolutely. So I talk more about homeopathy in my online course, but homeopathy is a system of medicine developed in Germany by Dr. Samuel Hahnemann and it's based on the principle of like cures like. So homeopathic remedies are made by 
diluting substances in nature. Yeah, it could be um, plants, animal products, or like saliva or dog's milk or something like that, uh, or even mineral products. And you dilute it multiple times so that the final medicine doesn't really have any of the original substance or the molecules in it, but it has the vibrational memory of it. And what everyone is finding out now is that homeopathy goes so much deeper than just physical chemical medicine because we're all vibrational beings. And when we're traumatized, our vibration shifts. Any person in a diseased state is vibrating in a certain state. And the remedies that go deeper are the remedies that can match the frequency of the diseased state. And that's why homeopathy provides much more long-term cure than just taking supplements to manage symptoms. It really shifts the vibration or the state of a person so they're out of the diseased state. And when I say like cures like, for example, if you cut an onion and you sniff it, you get watery eyes and a runny nose, for example. And so if somebody comes to me with an allergy, I'm oversimplifying, but this is how it works. When somebody comes to me with watery eyes and a runny nose and their symptoms are matching that of like being exposed to a toxic, toxic amounts of an onion, then if I give a severely diluted form of the onion, yeah, that matches the frequency or the remedy, the picture of the person, that diluted form will actually ease the symptoms that the person is experiencing. And then in the online course, I cover a lot of remedies for anxiety and depression and for trauma. So, because homeopathy can actually heal trauma from the past. There's remedies for, for example, for sexual abuse. Yeah, we have Ignatia, we have Natrium Uriaticum, we have Aurum. These are all remedies you can use to heal trauma from the past. If there's financial loss in the past or a girlfriend breakup, boyfriend breakup, abandoned by your parents, being betrayed financially, all of these things have a certain response, right? I mean, people respond differently to these traumas. Um, and because the response is different for each person, people have found different homeopathics that are specific to those type of responses. Right? It's, it's amazing. So somebody comes to me, for example, even with eczema, and the eczema started after their the mom was abandoned by a father who was cheating on the mother, for example, there's, a, there's certain remedies that can treat that sense of like, you know, loyalty to your mom or fighting between your parents or a sense of abandonment um, in the family system or sense of betrayal uh, versus somebody who had a stomach ulcer who came to me with chronic, chronic pain, chronic pain. And, you know, different remedies were not working every single liver detox tincture, every single gut healing protocol, nothing was working. And when we found out that his stomach pain started after he suppressed anger because he felt betrayed by his, his wife, um, we did some expressive movement using psychotherapy to release the anger. And we gave him homeopathy as well for that sense of suppressed anger and betrayal. Within a week, symptoms released. That's awesome. So it's treating the root cause rather than relying on only supplements. Yes, always getting to the root of why it was there. And it makes it, sounds like it makes it very challenging because bio-individuality, right? Like everybody's different. Their body responds to the same types of traumas differently. How do you yeah. even, how do you even start with figuring out like if there's, you know, something vibrational going on or uh, imbalance? I, you explained it a lot better, but how do you even start with figuring out what would 
be the best route for that person? Is it based on their symptoms? Uh, yeah, based on the symptoms, but I also, also take the emotional history of a client whenever they come in from birth to present, because every single layer of emotional trauma or experiences they've had uh, um, adds another layer of compensation or vibrational compensation in their system. And then even though they come with joint pain, etc., and they're taking supplements and maybe turmeric or healing the gut will help, their, their vibration is still compensated by all the layers of trauma. And when we heal these layers of trauma, they heal much faster. And then the physical remedies actually work much better because like you're saying, we remove the blockages. So the body's not so busy like dealing with blockages mm -hmm. and it's more, more vibrationally healthy to, to utilize all the beautiful herbs and supplements you're giving a person then. So you're not working against resistance. The body's more capable of ingesting and processing stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I'm getting to the, the root. And do you kind of start with, if you can trace back somebody's history to where it maybe started, do you start there? Or is it kind of like treat, like an onion, peeling the layers and treating one thing at a time to kind of get to the root? Or do you start with what you can find at the root? Awesome question. I love that question. So usually it's obvious that this issue started after this trauma, and then I'll heal that trauma. At the same time, I'll focus, of course, on supporting the physical, the body physically by healing the gut, making sure that the liver is detoxified, and if need be, supporting the adrenal system, which are usually burnt out due to chronic inflammation and stress. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, because if you only focus on healing the trauma without supporting the physical as well, then you get halfway results. So both are it's important to combine both. And I'll heal that first layer of trauma. That's obvious. But if they've had a recent trauma and their mind is busy, so for example, their eczema started in childhood because of mother issues, but recently they broke up with their partner and they're getting anxiety and panic attacks, I'll make sure that we heal what's present, what's a priority in the system. So I'll give them a remedy like Ignatia, for example, to heal the betrayal and the panic attacks they're getting from the breakup. And then when they calm down, then the other parts, the more vulnerable parts are more ready to heal. And we'll combine psychotherapy and homeopathy to go to those deeper levels. Awesome. So you, you you really support what the body's ready to do at that time. Yes, meet meet the person where they're at, meet their body where it's at. You can't can't bully the body into doing something. It's just gonna create more problems, st more stress, right? Um, exactly. Let's talk more about to the the liver because that's another big area, and that ties into autoimmunity. You know, horm hormone imbalances. Um, the food sensitivities, a lot of times people are reacting to food because they're not digesting well, which could be they're in fight or flight or they're not making the enzymes. So what do you do to look at the liver to address it? What are your, what's your approach for that? Okay. So most people's livers are stagnant. Yeah. And it's really important to heal the liver every time you're healing the gut or anything else in your system. In the online course, I cover all the remedies, but I'll mention some of them briefly. So in Chinese medicine, the liver is the master control of almost everything. And even in Western medicine, right? It processes hormones, it activates your immune cells, it helps with blood sugar regulation, it stores iron and B vitamins, um, it produces bile and activates your enzymes in your intestine. So it's necessary for everything. And when you have liver stagnation, you likely have either breast tenderness, PMS symptoms, foggy brain, waking up feeling really fatigued or unrested, you can get anxiety, like liver stagnation. See, the liver also converts, um, so the body processes glucose and other energy into lactic acid, and then the liver processes lactic acid back into glucose. And if the liver is stagnant, for example, 
it will not convert lactic acid back to glucose or to glycogen and you'll have higher levels of lactic acid which are shown to uh, create more anxiety that's one example um, the liver of course processes estrogen and progesterone and if your progesterone is low then GABA won't work well in your brain the neurotransmitter GABA the anti-anxiety neurotransmitter and so most people are trying to take GABA or other supplements to heal their mind, but it's really a progesterone deficiency. So when you heal the liver, then progesterone regulates, then GABA works much better, and you've treated the root cause of your anxiety or insomnia. Um, so I'll use things like, first of all, removing inflammation, right? Because that's causing the liver stagnation and, and healing the gut. And then there's specific herbs, for example, milk thistle or dandelion root. Then I'll use specific homeopathic remedies such as Nux vomica, Lycopodium, and other ones that I mentioned in the course. Those go specifically and basically go deeper into the liver and really flush the liver out. And then, of course, making sure you're eating lots of fiber to grab those toxins out of the gut so they're not reabsorbed and harming the liver. Then there's certain foods like broccoli or sulforaphanes, certain foods that have sulfur compounds that help detoxify the liver. Then you have your bitter foods as well. Bitter foods are great for stimulating bile flow. Yeah, so just being conscious of using really liver-friendly foods. And then remember, your liver is always processing toxins, so it's under oxidative stress. So you need your antioxidants as well, your vitamin A, alpha-lipoic acid, glutathione. I mean, I don't throw everything at the person. I energetically test what they need and go in layers. Yeah, otherwise, the body just goes into resistance and it's too much. Right. It's overwhelm. It's stress, you know, too much of a good thing's exactly. not a good thing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and you can, and you can use food as medicine. Like you were mentioning certain foods that have, um, detoxing properties like the cruciferous vegetables and stuff. Right. And so just yeah. trying to, um, eat a clean, healthy diet, remove anything that's causing the inflammation. So it could be the food sensitivities. It could just be you're not digesting things well, being able to get into a parasympathetic state um, when you're eating, you know, things like that can all, all play a role in why you're having these problems, why the liver's not working so well. You mentioned something very important, going into the parasympathetic state while you're eating. So most people are in sympathetic state, fight or flight. And that's why trauma healing is really important. Yeah, because the more traumas you heal, the more easy it is, the easier it is for you to go into parasympathetic. That's your rest and digest state. So in that state, your gut works better, your liver works better, your vagus nerve works better. And the vagus nerve is super important for controlling your digestion, your intestines, your liver. And also in parasympathetic state, you're breathing deeper. And when you breathe deeper, your diaphragm goes lower. And when, you, and when that happens, you massage your liver with your diaphragm. So most people who are stressed are breathing very shallow, so they're only using their upper muscles, so they get tight shoulders. And then they get liver stagnation, and that causes hyperacidity or GERD, gastroesophageal reflex syndrome, you know, an imbalance of the microbiome. Everything happens when trauma is unhealed. Yes. Um, what um, You mentioned like deep breathing and stuff right now. What other tools do you have for people that are watching this that are maybe just, they feel so stressed out? Like, what are some things they can start doing um, at home right now that, that, you know, they don't need a practitioner to go anywhere. They could just start doing it themselves to start dealing with stress better. Depends on what's causing their stress. Sometimes there's a suppressed anger. So a lot of people are not given permission to express anger. Yeah. Anger is very stigmatized in, in modern society. And so if I sense that a patient 
has has been abused or or ridiculed there is a lot of shame around that but behind the shame there's also a potential of anger and i call it potential because it's a beautiful potential yeah the potential of anger and aggression when accessed then starts creating a boundary pushing people away so that the soul can feel itself again rather than imbibing or taking on the insult and abuse from other people so I'll get them to either beat a mattress or express certain things. Um, I have a sensitivity where I can feel certain words that need to be said that create a shift, a paradigm shift for the person. So there's more of a deeper release. Um, so I'd encourage people to really practice saying sentences, you know, even swearing or saying, you know, stop, really stop or like shaking or saying, you know, I forgive myself for even believing that nonsense. Yeah, I really deeply forgive myself for taking on those insults or taking on that information from my mom who was maybe dysfunctional or abused by her father. Yeah. And she's, she's, she's basically pushing her anger onto me and I was taking it on out of loyalty because, you know, I'm used to taking stuff from my mother. I, she breastfed me, she fed me. So unconsciously in automatic mode, I'm just imbibing stuff and then giving yourself permission to say, you know what, stop mom. Like I can feel myself. I'm still your son or I'm still your child even if I, I don't absorb everything from you, then you see your mom differently and you see yourself as an individual. So developing that autonomy, yeah, that individuality, really resets your nervous system and gives your health back. Awesome, yes. Yeah, so then it sounds like just identifying where your stressors started, what, what you're holding on to, kind of going inside yourself. Um, we see all the time people are like their best advocates or they should be their best advocates because they know their body better than anybody else. They live in it all the time, right? So sometimes yeah. just kind of figuring out where they're feeling it or holding on to it or where the stress is coming from sounds like a good starting place. Um, and I know you do a lot of community work in, in Africa, you're in Kenya. Like, can you tell us more about what you do and what you're, uh, what you're working on right now? So I started with mobile clinics a long time ago, driving a Jeep into remote communities. And then I wrote a book and an online course to help fund some of the community work. Right now I'm working on helping kids with disabilities with homeopathy hoping to detox vaccine information. Some of these kids have cerebral palsy. They've been abandoned by the villagers or by people, by their parents, because in certain villages, um, these children are seen almost like a curse, yeah, or too much of a burden, so they're just left alone. So we're just trying that out as well and hoping we can get some results and just get them a bit more functional or being able to live a bit more normal lives. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, because yeah. we know, like you mentioned, the ACE study, like the adverse childhood experiences, how that could lead to people developing these chronic health issues later on in their life. So if you could help children, that's, that's amazing, you know, to give them a better chance and a better start. That's awesome. Absolutely. Very awesome. cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Amit, for discussing this with me today. It's a pleasure to speak with you and learn from you. And for those of you wanting to learn more about Dr. Amit and his work, you can check out his website, dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T.com. I'm Dr. Tiffany Kaplan from Kaplan Health Institute and Center for Integrative Health, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can go deeper in your healing with amazing remedies and therapies covered in your free online course and ebook on dramit.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T dot com. Lots of love and thank you. God bless.